One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Zone Time, everybody. Season three of our great show. We've this is the third season of this show. This was this began in the pandemic. We're still, I mean, I guess we can look at how the pandemic is viewed in different parts of the country, but we're still here. We still exist. We're online. We're doing this. <laughs> Julian, Omar, Avery, Sam, all here. I haven't seen you guys in a while, man. How are you guys doing? I mean, how are you doing? How are you doing, man? Like cross country move. Like we're from the, like I don't like I don't know I don't want to speak on behalf of everyone, but like our situation for the for the most part is like kind of relatively stay the same. Like you're the one move Calgary now on the beat. You're taking pictures next to players and stuff. Like how are you doing, man? Like stop, stop that. Stop that. I'm That's one thing you have that. to stop doing. Stop underselling yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. Loaded. Yeah. No, here's the thing, man. Like this show, if this, if I get to a point where I start hyping myself up more, this is just going to end up being just my show and I won't give you guys any time. I need to do this. <laughs> I need to do this. But seriously, Calgary's yeah. been really great, man. It's been really fun. Um, everyone in Calgary is really nice. That's what like, I'm, I don't want to say it's the biggest surprise, but I don't know. I just kind of expected everyone to just have a pickup truck and just be these big, like angry truckers driving around. But Calgary is actually a pretty, pretty nice place. I'm looking I feel forward. Like those are all outside of Calgary. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Maybe like Edmonton or something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. By the way, the last episode no we did, the last show I, we did before the break was Julian holding a broom up to the camera. Now we're doing this now. Wow. By oh. the way, I'm going to Edmonton. I'm looking forward to Edmonton. Um, not this coming weekend, the next coming weekend. I met Omar this summer at the draft. Mm. Uh, next weekend, I will meet, hopefully, Avery in person for the first time, which means at some point, Sam and I, we have to meet. Yeah. I have to meet Baby Sloan in yeah. person so either I can we give need them. Own time. Yeah, either we need to go to Vancouver or Sam needs to go to Cal. I can find a way to get to Alberta. Yes. I can find a way. So, if we Dude. Can- if you can make it to Alberta, you can make it to BC. It's like an extra yes, hour. That's true. Yo, Sam said fix up. There's like water <laughs> and mountains. Sam's like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, no, no, no. You're... Dude, <laughs> your ass is coming cheap. <laughs> we'll eat on Granville Street. <laughs> oh, man. I, I still do, I have never been. So that's going to be all. You got to do it. There's, there's water. There's beaches. There's mountains. You yes. can go to the beach and you can go skiing in the same day. Oh, Beat wow. Beat that. That's if true. I was okay, someone who liked to ski, I would be all over that. I have not skied <laughs> since uh, ski. We trip can just in high like school. go up the mountain and do like the apres without the skiing part. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm down with that. I'm down. Like I'm down with being outside. I'm down with like hiking and and taking in nature and stuff. It's just like 
like I don't snowboard and ski. That's like the thing I'm really like worried about the most is just like meeting people who are gonna be like, yeah, like I like going skiing and go to the snowboard and go to the chalet. Don't snowboard like, uh, or ski just, use and... it, just use it as like a like an intro thing, intro thing, just be like, yo, like you know, like I just moved here. My pizza and French fry game is like, you know, probably like at a five out of ten. For those who aren't aware, pizza, French fry, French fry, it's a tutorial that you do when you're skiing, the way you line your skis up. The French fries, you can go faster. I see what you're trying to do. I don't do. snowboard or ski. I can. I just don't. And I have never done the gross grind. We should do the gross what's grind. The, no. The gross, no. Why not? Build your, build your legs that? up. Oh. What is that? Wait, wait, time gross out. grind what? is like stairs on a mountain. It's like the hike that the Canucks do every preseason for fitness. Is that and it's the one, terrible. Is, is that you the can one take that a gondola. Off? You can take a gondola up Grouse Mountain. That's way better. Take the gondola. Don't like. Is that I'll the do, thing I've, that I've never done the Grouse Grind, year? and I intend to keep it that way. I'll do. It. Hey, you see, you see his legs? You see his strong legs? Hey, 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 <laughs> I will do it. Hey, I will do it with y'all. Hey, you legs are thick. Hey, hey. <laughs> you guys Look, can. This is. This is the season premiere of this show, okay? Behave yourself. And at God. the very least, put lotion on your leg. Please. If you're oh. going to do that, please put lotion on yourself. <laughs> Good you Lord. Lotion. You didn't see anything. I was like a two-second flash. Okay. I'll, I'll be on the bef- gondola. You guys can do the you guys can do the grind. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. This show is already getting off the rails, <laughs> which is sometimes a good thing. Uh in times like these where we have to have moments where we need to be serious. Maybe we need to tone ourselves down just a little bit. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of hockey stuff we want to get to in terms of, you know, bold predictions for the year. Who's going to disappoint or who's going to get all of these different superlatives. But we can't start off the season without talking about how Hockey Canada still has its proverbial head in the sand. It's still just... It's been the most frustrating thing to watch from a distance, Uh, seeing that the parliamentary hearings going down the way that they did, uh, where Hockey Canada seems to think, I mean, they're pretty much doubling down on their stance that we as media and people who like hockey have overblown the coverage for all of this. Uh, We could get into player reactions about this if we so choose, Uh, but it's at a point now where we're starting to see some federations saying, you know what, enough is enough. Hockey Quebec is separating itself from it. Tim Horton says that they're not separating, they're not sponsoring the men at all, any male programs for Hockey Canada this year. As we finally get serious here on Zone Time, and we'll get more, t- we'll, we'll get more fun stuff later. But Omar, I got to start with you because I know you got a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's, we finally reached a point where the walls are seemingly starting to close in on Hockey Canada with everything going on? And everyone else could jump in on this. I, I know we're going to talk a lot about this. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can say it definitively if we're at a point where the walls are closing in, but it's definitely at a point that pessimistically I didn't think was we were going to get to. I was worried that we'd get to a point where, you know, just uh, people will stop talking about it. We would move on. They had that stupid survey that came out thinking, you know, of all the stuff is overblown. But the one of the things that we've that we talked about on Zone Time that many people who are covering this have talked about is that the more it's talked about and the more conversation we're in, the more the story is alive, then the better because then it doesn't go away and they can't sweep it under the rug. So it's great to see that even though like though the main story has is in the quote unquote past it's still being talked about over and over and over again and fans aren't aren't letting hockey Canada off the hook and to your point julian 
government bodies, sponsorships, they're not letting them off the hook, a hook, um, hook at all. But the thing that's more frustrating is that even though like that people are still talking about it, there's more things that's, that are coming out. So I don't know. And which is surprising to say it, it's like, Watching Hockey Canada deal with this is like watching a sci-fi movie where the scientists say that there's a, a, a giant asteroid heading to Earth, and then people are like, oh, no, no, not at all. Was that a Leonardo DiCaprio movie? Yeah, right, literally, literally, yeah, it's, it's, it's literally, literally that. Just don't look up. It's literally yeah. that. And it's just like, like no, like we, we see what's happening. We, we know the information. We have an amazing set of journalists who are continuing to, to push, to push through the story and give the public a whole bunch of information. So it's not going away. If anything, they're just making themselves look worse and worse and worse. The fact that they continuously think that people are going to forget about it. You have the freaking prime minister again. Say acknowledging the fact that they're, that they're trying to like, you know, to, to double down and, and pretend like everything is okay. It's not. It's not. Parents, people, fans, they're pissed, they're outraged, they're horrified. Individuals who unfortunately have gone through this themselves are, 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 are unfortunately in this position where they have to continue to re- revisit past 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 um, horrors and traumas and such. It's not going away. It really isn't. And it's really getting, it's more and more frustrating the fact they continue to think it is. So at this point, whatever perspective they want to have, they can have it. But the, the fact of the matter is, that no one trusts them and that is not going to change. And just because you create new policies or have new think tanks or whatever, that's not going to change anything. People are not going to reinstate the trust in Hockey Canada until the people who are in charge when all of this crap was going around are gone. Sam, do you want next and then Avery? Yeah, I was shocked by the performance at the hearing yesterday. Um, That was the third parliamentary committee hearing and yesterday, if people haven't been on top of this, was uh, new interim uh, board chair Andrea Skinner and former chair Michael Brindamore. And I did not think they could put in a worse performance than Scott Smith had done at the previous two. And yesterday was by far the worst hearing they've had so far. I mean, the answers that she gave as chair of the board and as somebody who's apparently the chair of the diversity and equity team at her firm, were shocking. Like she essentially said what every reply guy on Twitter says and was like, well, sexual assault and the treatment of women is a problem in society. It's not a hockey issue. I, I think I've sat there and was just like, did she just say that? Like, I don't know how tone deaf and how arrogant you have to be to show up at a third parliamentary committee hearing where you've been criticized relentlessly by MPs of all parties at the last two hearings, where there has been continuous outrage from the public, and you come in and you say that, and you give Scott Smith an A for his performance so far. Like, I don't know what she was thinking, giving those answers. None of it made any sense. And, you know, somebody said to me, I think she was there to take the hit for the team. I don't think she took the hit for the team. I think her answers actively made things worse for Hockey Canada. They could not have looked worse than they did yesterday. And it was infuriating. It's like you have no grasp on why people are upset. You have no grasp on the seriousness of the situation. You just seem to think everything is fine. And to say it's because people are unduly cynical. The media is unduly cynical and critical of you. You have your CEO coming in and telling members of parliament 
that you have one to two allegations of sexual assault a year for the last five to six years. You have two slush funds that, and you didn't disclose the second one in the previous two hearings. And you think everyone else is being unduly cynical. Like someone get her a mirror. This is, this is ridiculous. I just, like, I, I don't have anything else to say. I just, I didn't think they could do worse and they continue to blow my mind and find new lows. Like at this point, I'm like, what is Bob Nicholson going to say when he comes in next time? Oh my God. Uh, Avery, do you, uh, what are your thoughts? Well, let me compose myself here for a second and get my thoughts out here for the group. Um, first of all, Oh boy, um, Hockey Canada, I fully believe we need to let go of everybody in charge and disband, and I want the IWHF to suspend the men's programs for at least a year because hockey can survive without Canada. We don't need Canada to survive in the hockey world for a year. We can go without Canada for a World Junior Tournament or World Championship Tournament. And for Andrea Skinner to come out and say, if we're not here, we'll keep the lights on in hockey. Are you kidding me? Hockey can survive without Hockey Canada. It was here before you. It'll be here after you. You're not the be-all, end-all of hockey in this country. We can survive just fine with Hockey Canada's involvement anymore. We can build a new federation that will take some responsibility and will have some shame and will face head-on the issues in the sport. And Sam, you mentioned the second fund that wasn't disclosed. You know what that tells me? How do we know there isn't a third and a fourth and a fifth? How do we know there are not more than two out there that have not been disclosed? And for them to say, oh, Scott Smith did a great job. Are you kidding? Anybody with eyes can see he had not done a good job. Anybody with some common sense knows that you have the clean house and this band, this entire toxic federation. You don't get a chance to clean this up. You had your chances and you failed massively. I mentioned Bob Nicholson. I cannot imagine what he's going to say now he was a president for how many years? And it's happened under his watch. I am quite frankly disturbed about what, we, what, he, what he might say because who knows what's going to happen. And it's unfortunate we have to wait until Thanksgiving to hear what he might say. This band suspend Canadian men's hockey. You have to hit hard. The IWHF has to do something beyond twiddling its thumb. I know it's Canada. I know it's your biggest federation. I know it's your biggest team. You can survive without Canada and Russia. I promise you, you can. Yeah, the different federations across this country, I think they know that they can. And seeing Hockey Quebec step up and say that they don't feel comf- they don't feel confident in 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 the leadership from Hockey Canada, I think is proof of that. I think they can be okay. Uh, they might have to allocate funds or or figure out what they need to do from an admin level. But I think other federations across this co- across the country, at least at the provincial level, they're all going. They're all looking at that decision, and they're all wondering if they need to do the same thing. It's I mean, general the, arrogance. Oh, go ahead, Sam. The the will the lights stay on in the ring comment was it's ludicrous. arrogance. Sorry, yeah. are is the, are the board members flying across the country every morning to turn on the lights at the rink? Like, is that a joke? Municipalities pay for the ice rinks. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's 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 arrogance and. Yeah. Maybe it's because of how we've placed hockey at the summit of sports in this country that the people who run Hockey Canada feel they can carry on the way that they have been carrying on. This can't stand anymore. I'm very curious about what will come from the NHL's investigation on this and how they'll discipline players and how that will be publicized. I'm very curious about whether or not the double IHF will step in and will say, Hey, this is the 
discipline we are going to hand out. I, I, I said this on a previous episode. If we don't see a lot of change as a result of this, if we don't see sufficient punishments as a result of this, what was all of this for? Like we're at a point now. It was brought up by Omar. Like MPs and 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 Justin Trudeau are speaking out on this at almost every chance that they get. I still think in my heart of hearts, considering what we endured around this time last year with uh, the Chicago Blackhawks being in the news and how everyone in Canada, at least who cared about hockey, saw that in the news and they realized what the way the culture was that needed to be rectified. They did not want to be on the sidelines when it came to their own federation with Hockey Canada. So I feel there's a there's a greater emphasis on something being done with regards to, to what's going on with Hockey Canada. The last thing I just want to say with regards to this notion that that hockey Canada feels as if uh, you know the the attention around all this is a bit overblown and and there are so many other issues in society that we need to deal with i remember being in a very similar back and forth on twitter about this where i believe tara sloan made a comment about how bad hockey culture was and i know i'm kind of synthesizing it a little bit here and then michael trakos of all people is saying like hey you know there are problems in all issues of society all that to say, I expect the Michael Trakoses of the world or the people who lurk on Twitter to have that type of opinion. When you see Andrea Skinner step up and say something like that, that is disturbing. And that truly is emblematic of the fact that Hockey Canada feels that they are impenetrable and they feel they're above everybody. That I think, I don't think it gets any more symbolic than that quote, uh, which I don't have in front of me, but I think the fact that Andrea Skinner feels as if or at least Hockey Canada feels as if all of this is overblown and they've done a great job and and we should all be focusing on all the other issues that plague society. It's very arrogant and I mm-hmm. it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And yeah. look, again, if we don't see any sufficient punishments as a result of <clears throat> everything that's transpired over the last few months, remember, we're not just talking about allegations dealing with one World Junior team. There's two World Junior teams that they haven't necessarily done the greatest job with. If we don't see sufficient punishments with how they've handled all of that, I feel as if a lot of this will have been for nothing. I don't know if anyone else wants to add anything to that. I know we wanted to spend a decent amount of time on this before we get to other NHL topics. This is a very important topic for us to discuss, and we're going to continue to discuss this on Zone Time uh, as the story continues to uh, unfold and unravel, however it goes about. Uh, but yeah, it wouldn't have, wouldn't have been right for us to just kind of act act as if nothing else was going on. Yeah. You know, I just exactly. think it's in a sport that loves to use the word accountability, loves that word. Oh, Holding they love teammates it. accountable, mm-hmm. staff yep. accountable, scouts accountable. Love to use that word. So in a sport that is in love with accountability, the people at the top refuse to act on it, and I think that is just. It sickening, sad, horrifying, just on, on, on so many levels. And especially, especially for those again, who unfortunately have gone through this and families who have struggled to try to get their kids into hockey, who have put on every single penny cent paycheck on equipment programs, just to learn that the money that you put towards that was going, going towards a fund that they were using to cover up sexual assault cases. Like, I don't under, I, that's that, that, that one fact there, like just, it's just so revolting. And again, just hearing, hearing all the comments about it, just make it like worse. 
So I, mean, I, I think we talked about this last season with um, Wayne Simmons saying he doesn't feel like it would be safe for his kids to be in hockey now. Mm-hmm. I don't know how board members, board chairs show up to a parliamentary committee hearing covered by national press and give the answers they gave yesterday where they said, we have a sterling reputation. We have, these are the people who are in place. This is overblown. In an organization where you have been losing kids at the grassroots level year after year after year, how do you give those answers and not think who, what parent is going to watch this and think, yeah, I should put my kids in, in leagues that are organized and led by these people. When you have active NHL players saying that, it shows you are not Teflon. And they feel they were Teflon for decades. And yeah, when Wayne Simmons says that, when other players say, I'm not going to put my kids in the hockey, like the sport isn't untouchable anymore. And it shouldn't have been. People let it be untouchable for decades. This should have been challenged when Shelly Candy came out, when other players said this is going on. And people looked away. People didn't push on it. The Hockey Academy needs to realize they're no longer Teflon. And like we said as a group, the fact that they're saying that, it is this graceful arrogance that will be the end of them, hopefully. My hope, my hope is that uh, other sponsors who say that they're going to suspend, because there have been a bunch who have suspended commitments to Hockey Canada, uh, but I hope that a lot of them continue uh, what I think Tim Hortons has done, and, and I think Scotiabank might have done as well. I might have to double check that. But I know for sure Tim Hortons has done this, where they say that they're not going to support the men's programs, but they're going to continue their support for women's programs and Paralympic mm-hmm. athletes as well. Because one big worry about all of this is that because of the ineptitude going on that is affecting the men's teams, it could very much affect some of the other programs with Hockey Canada as well, including the women who need as much support as we can give them. So my my last thing I'll say on that is I hope that other t- other feder- other groups that have given out sponsorship uh, for Hockey Canada continue to follow the lead of, of Tim Hortons. And I should say this, their statement, uh, we've communicated to Hockey Canada on many occasions that the organization needs to take strong and definitive action before it can regain the faith and trust of Canadians. We're deeply disappointed in the lack of progress that Hockey Canada has made to date. I know that's first half of that. That is a strong statement. That's not many just times. It's not sifting around it and trying to just be, you know, on the good side just for the sake of being on the good side. That is strong. And if we see more of that from some of these other entities, like that's, I mean, we're all going to notice it. Everyone else in the media is going to notice it, but it needs to be seen if Hockey Canada will realize that. I mean, I just to get back to the original question I asked, I think those walls are closing in on them, and I don't think they realize it. Well, I mean, you had um, one of the execs from TSN yesterday was at a journalism panel, and he was talking about how it has negatively affected TSN because that's a huge partnership for them, huge platform. And but he basically said, we're not we're not going to put a leash on Rick like these stories are important and he's going to keep telling them yeah think about it like this past summer there was like a world junior championship in August in the the final went as it did we we like if you watched it you probably witnessed one of the wildest moments in world junior history with what like Mason McTavish keeping a puck out and Kent Johnson scoring an OT winner in any other year we hype that up and we like like Kent Johnson's a god forever this I don't have the, the first, appetite to pick that up. Hmm. This was the first World Juniors that I have not watched since same. I was same. 13. I didn't watch it. Yeah, same. Did not I know watch B, it. 
I know being in Edmonton, you know, there was no, almost no indication that the tournament was happening. Like, I was walking around downtown Edmonton, and you could not tell the games were happening at, like, 2 p.m., 10 a.m. Like, it was, it was zero indication games were happening. You couldn't tell at all. Yeah. I, I really think I, – I, I don't know how to quantify it, but I definitely think that this case has definitely taken the appetite for watching Hockey Canada at some – at whatever level, at least on the men's side. Uh, I don't think it's going to stop necessarily with the NHL side. Um, but I think at least with watching international hockey with Hockey Canada for at least the next little while, it's going to affect it. Mm. Speaking of the NHL, uh, we do have to talk about the league. We do have to talk about the fact that uh, the season is upon us. We all happen to be in NHL markets. Uh, I put out a series of questions uh, for everyone to tackle here. We'll try to do a little bit more of a lengthier season preview type show next week or i don't know maybe we'll do something different who knows but at the very least we should at least get started with some early thoughts of what we think this season could look like uh i would love it if everyone could give out a bold prediction uh at some point uh but the very first question i want to ask you guys is with all the teams looking to do their thing to unseat the colorado avalanche sam do you have that colorado avalanche app there we go. There we go. There we go. Also, for people watching, yes, I am wearing a too many men uh Nazem Kadri shirt. So a lot of Colorado representation on this show. But I would love to know from you guys who do you think is most likely to dethrone the Colorado Avalanche from their perch as champions? Avery, who is the team for you? Uh, you know, I won't you know what to avoid being a homer. I am going to have to say the New York Rangers. I think the okay. Rangers are oh. a team. I think the Rangers are a team. Like they, we saw, they they took a big step last year in Eastern Conference, and we're seeing now. Shostakin is still there. Panarin is still there. Keandre Miller is developing. Like Alex Lafreniere, I think he's gonna have a, a good year as well. New York has shown that they are taking another another step, and Gerard Gallant is still behind that bench. And we've seen when Gerard Gallant gets younger talent, like he knows how to put a team together that can find a way to win. So I think New York will be a team that will find a way to knock off the Avalanche this year. Okay, so the New York Rangers. That was also going to be my pick, actually. I'm really big on the Rangers this year. I really think with the way that they've built themselves up. You need you need a franchise center, you need franchise mm-hmm. defenseman, franchise goalie. I think they have all of that. I think they have a lot of those pieces. Yes, I'm considering me because I've been a franchise center. I think I they have everything Absolutely. they need to make deep runs in the postseason. And I think Tampa Bay might take a step back this year. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other teams that really could challenge them. I don't think they beat the Leafs in a seven. I think the Rangers beat the Leafs in a seven game series. I think they're that good. Um, yeah, I think they're, I'm, I'm all in on the Rangers this year. Maybe that's the sexy pick coming out of the Eastern conference. Uh, but, but Sam, maybe you think a little differently. I, I think that's a really great pick. I'm going to say Florida. I'm okay. Say- I like the Florida Panthers pick. I like them. I like I the, uh, the redemption think, story. Yeah. I think losing, losing Huberto and we, Uyghur is tough, but I'm interested to see how Matthew Chuck performs in Florida. Mm. Um, I don't know. That's that's my pick. That's my surprise pick. Okay, Florida, the New York Rangers, uh, Omar, are you going to pick the Toronto Maple Leafs or are you going to pick someone else? No. Um, <laughs> also, <laughs> in context. No, um, you're not going to pick someone else? Three. Yeah, no, no, I'm not going to pick the Leafs. You don't uh, think three- Matt Murray's going to be a three-time Stanley Cup champion? Oh, can we just... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Guys, he's only guys, allowed like one goal in preseason, I think. Guys, guys, <laughs> I'm just like, I just want to survive the regular season and hopefully be preseason optimistic. Preseason matters. Yet it does. It does. It does, but still, I'm I'm just gonna you I'm just gonna I, yeah, you're right. I'm just gonna I'm I'm writing it out. I'm it's writing it out. 0 and four. I'm I'm writing it out. Um, so I was also gonna say the Rangers because I I love the Rangers team from from top to bottom. The only thing I think that was kind of holding me back from it is that the East is gonna be so stupidly annoying this year, where like the team that we expect to go out come out of the East may not be that team. Like, yeah, Tampa is, is, you know, taking a step down on paper, but, you know, if Vasilevsky just decides, okay, we're going to the Stanley Cup final again, then you never know. Um, it's actually a, interesting. My pick kind of links with Sam's pick. I really like Calgary this year, man. I really like Calgary. Okay. If, Markstrom, All right. if Markstrom can just not be bad, I, I really like, I really like what Calgary's done. They took... Gaudreau leaving and Kachuk being Kachuk wanting out and honestly I think made the team better in some respects I think that second line with Mangiapane and Kadri is going to be stupid that's going to be a stupidly annoying line and those are the type of lines you need in in the playoffs so like that I think if Lindholm and Huberto can connect will be solid I think the blue line looks solid again it'll just come down to if Markstrom can just shake whatever the hell happened against Edmonton. I really do think Calgary can do what they were supposed to do last year and be the team to come out of the West and into the Stanley Cup Finals. So Calgary is my pick. I like can I just one. say, I just say, I just want to say this. I was at a preseason game a couple of nights ago, watching the Flames. I think it was against the Kraken, and that I think was the first night we got to see Andrew Mangiapane, Nazem Kadri, and Dylan Dubé on that right hand side. They were annoying, stupid. And like they, stupid they didn't line. even produce all that much. I think Rajapani was the only guy who got an assist in that game I watched. Mm-hmm. But every time they were on the ice, they were quick. They were forechecking. They created turnovers in the offensive zone. And like the whole time, I'm just like I'm, I'm annoyed just watching them. Yep. If I was on the other team going up against these guys, I'd be like, oh my god, I can't stand all three of these players. They're very similar players. I hope. Yep. I mean, for the Flames' sake, they should keep that line as it is. But we know Daryl Sutter still kind of tinkering around with a few things but yeah i think if they want to see success they should consider keeping that line as a thing yeah, i know they I still think. need to figure out huberto lindholm and Tofoli, but that second line i think they have something the physicality if- on that line to be able to like they're they're going to create so many turnovers just from oh, pure hits and then they have the skill to finish on on odd man and rush that they'll be able to like i am yeah. i'm going to be paying a lot of attention to calgary this year because i love I love the idea of that second line, and I hope they stay together for the entire year. 
And if Padre can put up points anywhere close to what he did last year, like that. And they're in they're in probably the worst division in the league. Like they should rack up a lot of points. Should be good, man. The Mm -hmm. only team they should really think about in that division is Edmonton. Ooh, wow. Really big series. Disrespecting the Kings in my there, my man. I'm not saying the Kings are going to be good. I think the Kings could still be. I think the Kings are still a playoff team. Actually, just, wait, who's the who's the goal? Kings are in a different. No, who's Kings the are the same the division Kings right now. Oh, it's uh, yeah, it's still Jonathan Quick right. and Cal Peterson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God, how how old is Jonathan Quick now? Oh, he's seventy four. <laughs> not as old as Mike Smith was last year. Oh, you know, ten. Zing. <laughs> hey, what I about mean, Vegas, everybody? Who should we playoff think about Vegas? Playoff team. Vegas bounces back. <laughs> I think Vegas could be a playoff team. I mean, I mean, the, the goaltending is, is a very big question mark. Goaltending is they have to rely on Logan Thompson. Mark. You have to rely on Logan Thompson. Listen, man. Listen, it's man. The Pacific. Jack Adams. The Jack Adams is going is going Vegas's way, man. I'm telling. They're going to so make Bruce the Cassidy. They're, yeah, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna have a huge rebound. Everyone's gonna be like, oh my god, look what Bruce Cassidy's done. It's like, well, no, actually, you know, it's, they didn't have as much injuries. Their players played. If Jack Eichel, if they miss the playoffs again, it's Eichel's fault. Like I don't, like, I'm, I'm saying it right now. I'm curse. saying this right now. If they do not make the playoffs, it's a hundred percent Eichel. But uh, before I was like, <laughs> no, it's just like circumstances, or whatever. You can't tell me that it is not true. If they miss again, like it'd be hilarious. It'd be hilarious if they miss. Just, just from that, that from that, that point, knocking on wood, hockey gods, please. I've suffered. They enough. will not miss. I mean, Jack Eichel's got his, 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 his vibranium neck. He's good now. He'll play a full year. My vibranium neck. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> now, why about picturing Jack Eichel wearing a Black Panther uniform? He's don't wearing do a koofy. That. He's in a koofy no, during pregame don't skates. Do this. <laughs> don't do this. I don't want to watch Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever later this year. A great touching movie that will hope to honor the uh, the late Chadwick Boseman, mm. and then we're all trying to figure out who's wearing that suit, and then Jack. And is Jack Eichel? <laughs> yo, yo, Jack <laughs> scored the goal. He scored the goal this year. Throws up the Wakanda forever. No, no. I think. Do you? Let's I, think about this. If Jack Eichel does anything like that, mm-hmm. I I think that's full blown crisis mode. Like oh I don't think God. you should do that. No, I, I would feel very should. uncomfortable. Oh man, he that would doing be this. That would be that'd be a tough one for sure. I don't know, man. If he's going to start doing that, the power of Jack Eichel must be stripped away. That's what has to happen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, okay, next question. Okay, fourth, Mackenzie. Which no, you better stop with that fourth. <laughs> Everton. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Uh, which Canadian team will go furthest in the playoffs? I feel like there's really only two answers to this question. I feel like we might be you, Dad. Okay, I have a question. Okay, how about we do this? On the count of three, let's all say the team we're all thinking together. It's Can probably the same team. Can I skip One, that, please? two, three. Calgary. Calgary. Oh, I heard I heard an Edmonton there. And yeah, Avery, right, why is did. Edmonton the team? He said, you're damn right said, you did. <laughs> I said, because again, I've said it before. I'll say it again. This is a team that found a way to outscore their problems. They, they did, did it against Calgary. They found a way to say, hey, first of 10 wins. And they proved it in the series. Like, they're the team where it's like first of 10 wins this series. And even, and again, they made it to Western Conference Final with subpar goaltending with Koskinen and Smith. They now have 
Skinner and Campbell. Good goaltending and a solid top nine. And Edmonton, I think, will be in great shape. The decor is a little bit shaky, but Darnell Nurse is not healthy again. You know, his body isn't broken in a thousand places now. And I like the play of guys like Brett Kulak. Ryan Murray's been a great depth addition. So I think Edmonton, okay goaltending, okay D, and a solid top nine. Edmonton will be the deepest team among the game franchise this year when it comes to playoffs. I don't know, okay. man. I All think right. if it's Edmonton and Calgary in the playoffs again, I don't think Calgary's losing that series. Nope. And I'm willing, I'm willing either. to make a bet on that. Oh, I'm, I'm willing, I'm willing okay. What what's that. the bet, Omar? What is the bet? I don't know. I don't what's know. the bet? I don't know. I'm not I'm not good at coming up with bets. Someone tell me, honestly. Like, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> if that happens all the time. I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> if if the Oilers win that series, um Omar has to wear some kind of like I don't know. Someone's gotta get him like a Canadian's jersey or something. Something he doesn't like, or like or I don't know. He has to. We have to put him in a room, and we have to make him relive uh, Game Seven from 2013. Oh, Julian, that's so funny because I relive that every day. There wow. isn't a day that goes by where I don't think of. By the way, you know why? You know why it's funny? Because I had yes. this funny thing, and I'm sorry, yes. I'm, do- I'm doing it. Go ahead, go ahead, the, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I love these. The Leafs haven't won a series since their goal song was Boston's goal song. Currently, current craft 400 zombie nation. Yeah, that was that was the last time they won a series. So it follows me. I think uh, Steve Harvey put out a tweet a, lot, a couple of weeks ago. It was like, so what's something that's worse than the worst than a breakup? You know how many Leafs handshake line images I have saved in my phone from the first round? <laughs> Apparently the Leafs got referenced in uh, that show, a hand, a handmaid's tale. Uh, yeah, there was some show that referenced them. Like, there's like a scene where like these two characters are talking to each other, and like someone sarcastically says, "Like, oh, you believe you're you're a Leafs fan? Uh, I think it's their year this year." Like, they're being sarcastic. Oh, about I will find that show. Also, if look next May, I'm really sorry for you, man. I really feel bad for you, May 2023, because so many people are going to do the 10-year anniversary story of the Toronto Maple Leafs losing in Game 7 against the Boston Bruins. I feel bad. I'm not taking any joy in that. I feel bad for you, because that's all everyone is going to talk about, especially if they don't get out of the first round again. And this, and this, Julian, is, is why this is my final plea to, like, everything that i stand on as a fan if there was ever a year to finally do it it would be near the 10 year anniversary of the first collapse (laughs) if there was ever a year it'd be this one and if not then man Zone time season four is going to be freaking brutal (laughs) Omar's going to have aged like a hundred years (laughs) Literally, I'm gonna have like it's my oh my god, like that year, that summer is gonna suck because oh, yeah. it, it, it's gonna be oh, Dubis is probably gonna walk, and oh my god, if they're gonna sign Matthews, and oh my god, Michael Bunting's gonna ask for nine million dollars, and blah, 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 but they can't win a series. He oh my god, Matt Murray, like I just I've said it before, I just want to see the tweet. The Toronto Maple Leafs have advanced to the second round. That's how low my bar is. No hyperbole. The minute the puck drops, 
and it says, and Chris Cuthbert says, the second round is underway. I am set. I am fine. But I just need to get there first. So just, I don't care who is against. No, that's not true. I do care who it's against. Yeah. Yo, what if it's Bob? No, what if it's Bob? <laughs> no! <laughs> Bo- Yo, because Boston's-, Boston's doing this whole, like, last dance thing. No. Yeah, this is their last dance thing. I, I think they're going to miss the playoffs, actually. I think I mean, so, too. I think so, too. I think mm, I think they're missing the playoffs. I think they're too... I don't know if this counts. As, I don't know if it's really a bold prediction, but like you see how who they're going to have to start the year. Charlie McAvoy is not going to be there. Taylor Hall is week to week. Brad Marchand is not available for them either. That's all. Those are some pretty significant players. I know that's just um, three, but those are three big players for that yeah. team. And you're yeah. asking a lot of David Pasternak and, and Patrice Bergeron. They could yeah. do well, but that's a lot of pressure. You're also putting on Jeremy Swayman too. Yeah. And I think if a team like the Ottawa Senators continues that momentum from preseason and Alex DeBrinkett keeps scoring those goals. I think there's a genuine fight for a wild card spot in that Eastern conference. I agree with you, but I also disagree. Um, Cause I agree that I think Boston might miss. I disagree on the team who takes their spot. Oh, who, who are you thinking? I think Detroit surprises people, man. Oh, I think, I think Detroit surprises people. Like, there have been a lot of years where Detroit's been like, the oh, whatever, it's just Detroit. I think the Detroit catches a lot of teams off guard, and they end up being that, like, you know, at the end of the year where you're counting up points, it's like, oh, my God, we like, where did we lose, like, eight points to? I think people will go back to the schedule and be like, wow, we lost all those games to Detroit. Like, again, I'm not saying Detroit's, like, an amazing team or whatever. You know, same thing. Their goaltending is a little shaky and stuff. But, like, the young players, another year older, they made some – no, well, I think I, I like a lot of the signings that they, that they made over the over the off season. I would not be that's the team that I would not be surprised if ends up if ends up just kind of sneaking in at the end. I don't think this is going to be another like oh we're going to be bad to a uh, year um year for Detroit. I think the idea is okay maybe let's like go with the motions or whatever. But if like if if the trade deadline's coming around and they're there, I wouldn't be surprised to see if, if Eiserman's like you know what, I've been with this group for a while. We've been tearing it down and building it up let's give them something let's yeah. give them something and then let's see let's see what they can do with it any love for buffalo because i also feel oh, buffalo is yeah. in a very similar spot too where they've been trying like they're on their second reboot essentially with what they have and they actually showed genuine progress last year and that's a team that you know with, with owen power and alex talk and 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 some of the other pieces they're they're in life post jack eichel maybe this year this coming year ain't the year for them yet but they're in a similar position as to what Detroit is in where they could use a break going there where they're, they're, they're really well coached too. I know Derek Lalone's a good coach in Detroit and he'll be getting his first time as a, as an, as an NHL head coach with them. But Don Granato is showing that he is a great communicator with those guys. And those guys seemingly like to play for him. I don't know if Buffalo's going to make it, but I think Buffalo and Detroit might be on that same wavelength of teams, maybe overachieving a little bit more. Okay. Last, okay, I, I want to ask one more question. I know we've kind of touched up on a whole bunch of other different predictions and mm-hmm. stuff. Which NHL team will be the most dramatic? I have my pick. I, 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 I'm, Omar's looking as if like, oh, okay, well, it seems pretty obvious to Omar what his pick is going to be. I have a different what, pick. What? 
But then again, I mean, it's probably, yeah. It's, congratulations, Omar. We're, uh, you're all or nothing season. Two years after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, which one? Which one? Was it the one where we had the easiest path to the Stanley Cup final? Y'all really blew that lost, year. And then lost to a team that wouldn't have made it if the playoffs were normal? That's that's what, that's all my, that's Omar, what kills Omar, me. Omar, before yeah. you continue, we always have mm-hmm. to bring this up with, with that. That series, mm-hmm. I understand, a lot of pain in your heart came because of the way the Leafs blew that series. But because of the way that you and our good friend Rahef reacted on the ensuing Zone Time episode after, that opened the door for longer episodes. The Leafs suffering is why Zone Time is as strong of a podcast it is today. You should oh, really think wicked. about it. Travis awesome. Durbin and Oxgal Chenyuk messed up for the benefit of all of us. Cool. So I'm the Thanos of Zone Time. I'm I'm the I I, I sacrificed everything for my plan, and <laughs> now we have a longer Zone Time. No, no, you're right, you're right. But yeah, when it comes to draw, when it comes to the most dramatic, like it's it's the Leafs, man. Like it, to your point, it's the all or nothing season for many for many things, right? Goaltending is the goaltending going to work? Is a lot of people are basing how this year goes on saying that might be an indication of what happens with Matthews whatever right there are a lot of things that need to come into play so who knows who knows but yeah for the most part i think the least definitely have to be one of the most dramatic teams or have the most drama this year for sure okay my pick the philadelphia flyers john tortorella is not taking any mess from any of those guys there and on a team with tony d'angelo and i think he's already not really butt heads, but he's already mentioned him in the media already. I saw this highlight from this game the other day. It was the Flyers and the Islanders, where the Flyers allowed some like diving shorthanded goal. John Tortorella is not going to put up with that stuff at all. He's not going to do that at all. They don't have Ryan Ellis either. Is Carter Hart going to play well? Who knows? There could be a lot that could go wrong on that team. And I'm telling you, we need a run-in between Gritty and John Tortorella. It's yes. going to happen. Once that happens, I don't know what the hell is going to happen on Hockey Twitter. We're going to lose our collective minds. But once that happens, we're going to lose our minds. And if nothing else, we haven't had a really good John Tortorella post-game presser in a while. Him coaching the Philadelphia Flyers might give us two or three by year's end. I think the mm. drama, I get it. Considering where we live, Toronto obviously – will take all the headlines. If there was any other team I would want to be around that's not the Calgary Flames, considering what could happen with them, I want to be there for the Philadelphia Flyers and whatever carnage could ensue. If you have that beat in Philadelphia right now, you have stories, I think, for days. Mm. That's my pick. Are, are they trying to win? Like, I don't even know, like, what the what the message is. Like, but that's the thing. Like, it, I think if you hire a guy like John Tortorella, you're at least trying to be competitive john tortorella here's the thing i think as a coach he's won a stanley cup he knows a thing or two about winning he has done it before where he has taken teams where they're like oh man i don't know if they have any business winning and he gets the most out of them y'all remember that year when when tampa bay had the best team in the nhl they lost to the blue jackets that's john tortorella's handiwork john tortorella was the guy who beat them john tortorella who won his cup with the tampa bay lightning like he's a good coach I don't know if the Flyers at the at the state that they're at right now need a coach like John Tortorella. Like they need to be a little bit further along in their development before they get a guy like that who could do that. But 
maybe he's gonna try to drag them kicking and screaming i don't know yeah i guess because like connor bedard yeah like, he's out there connor mm-hmm. bedard connor but jeez oh my god uh avery and uh, sam uh do you have your picks for who will be the most dramatic nhl team this year uh i do they've already been dramatic earlier i think it's gonna be the winnipeg jets we already mm. saw their drama That's with captaincy being stripped rick bonus is there now as head coach and really i know they're a talented team but we don't know if winnipeg is going to either be a playoff team or a lottery team they could be anywhere in that space and he's still caught a hellebuck in net so i'm gonna say winnipeg is my pick for the most dramatic team this season gang uh, yo, I still think like if you're Blake Wheeler, uh, and you have the C taken off of you, you still play through that. That couldn't be me. Could not be me at all. Especially if my contract, especially if my contract, uh, now allows me to have a modified no trade clause. Could not be me. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, but he's not like no one's taking that contract. What he's like, what thirty four now, and there's another like six years on it or something. Like, Get me out of there. I mean, they can try. I I can't see any team that would take him except for like Arizona. And, you know, based off of what we heard, it's not too uh, fun in Arizona right now. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, the arena's supposed to be nice. It's supposed to be. It's supposed yeah. to be. Sam, do you have a team that's going to be dramatic before we wrap this up? My vote for most dramatic team <clears throat> is going to be the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, my God. Of course. I knew you were going to pick yeah. Vancouver. I knew you were going to pick Vancouver. Name another team who is starting the season with two potential legal scandals. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, so mm. first you've got these allegations against the owner. Yes, mm-hmm. that's that's actually advanced by his children. And then you've got the mysterious departure of video coach slash analyst Rachel Dury. That is also um, something we need and to people think are, about as well. There, there's been like Farhan reported yesterday that she she has she's apparently gonna have lawyers make a statement or whatever. That's so that's being reported. So there's that. Then you've got the JT Miller signing. Yes. And now everyone's like, how are you going to pay Bo Horvat? Because you got to resign him. So are you trading your captain? Like, what are you going to do with Bo Horvat? Then you've got, is Bruce Boudreaux going to get extended? Like, he was hired by the team before they brought in Rutherford and Alvin. He's not the GM's coach, but he's the fans' coach. The fans love him. So what's going to happen there? Frank Saravalli predicted today he thinks Bruder is going to be the first coach fired. Oh, wow. And, uh, there's just... Man. And Boudreau, and Boudreau was popping off on... um on Well, not really popping off. He was, like, openly critical of the right side um after the last game. They were talking about, like, wanting to be more physical and stuff. And he was like, yeah, well, the only person we... Ha- well, paraphrasing. Like, the only, like, physical person we have is, like, is Luke Shen to do that but for everyone else is like difficult and like i like sam is is quinn hughes so is like is quinn hughes on the right side now or is that or is that experiment uh, gone i guess we'll find out unclear Ooh, yeah. yeah well Vancouver jim rutherford United. described uh <laughs> i think jim rutherford described the defense last week as quote certainly adequate if they're all healthy yo he said <laughs> that was the direct quote he is they are certainly adequate if they're oh, all healthy man. Because, you know, Yo. you, you got to pay Tucker Pullman two and a half million dollars for the next three seasons. Two and a half per season. Per Pullman. season, not collectively. For Tucker, for Tucker Pullman? Is he like, what, their fifth defenseman? I don't even know. 
It's not a oh my god what? wow what yeah. a situation so uh okay, yeah. i think i think it's gonna be a very dramatic season for the canucks oh man Again. i can't wait i'm very excited for this season well <laughs> kind of weird to be excited about a team that has potentially two legal two legal you know kerfuffles with them but uh seems like we could be in for a lot of drama with a lot of the teams that we mentioned and even for all the predictions that we start to lay out on uh this uh, season premiere edition of zone time sure it sounds like we're in mid-season form people i didn't hear <laughs> any rust at all amongst all of us no, this was really good yeah well you know hockey great group miss mm-hmm. doing this getting zone times the highlight of the week so yeah hopefully hopefully we end the season and everyone has had some sort of hockey success for their respective teams and when i say everyone of course i mean me <laughs> it's not gonna be me uh, man if omar the day the leafs win the first round, round? series yes. yes oh man that i might just let omar just do the show on his own just just let him do it do you guys think <laughs> the canucks get out of the first round first or the leafs get out of the first round first i i can't I have to delete Twitter if that happens. Oh, if the if, Canucks if the get Canucks out the first get out first. first before the Leafs, I have I I I have I can't. I would because laugh every, oh, I think Vancouver I will. Laugh. Oh, <laughs> Omar, I don't think so. Let, if you let the Vancouver Canucks get ahead of y'all, oh, you guys are never going to hear the end of it, especially from those fans, especially from Canucks fans. Literally. You will never hear the end of it. You know, oh man! Yeah. But, I think ahead, Johnny Gaudreau leaving was the best thing that could have happened for that to not happen now the flames are also in win now mode that is true that is true oh yeah oh avery go ahead you know be funnier if seattle gets out of the first round before toronto (laughs) seattle will be better this year listen to me okay you know how pissed off i was when the freaking golden knights made it to the freaking final i was I was loving that. And, then, and you know what made me you know what was even worse? That the fans that year had the audacity to be upset. What? <laughs> you just got into the league and made it to the final. You're upset. I mean, one game won that series. It was one no cup. They like, won the first game against Washington. It was, yeah, literally. <laughs> Oh my god. Imagine they won the co- imagine Vegas won that year. Imagine Vegas won that series. Holy. We'd be in a much different universe. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, there'd be there'd be like 40 teams in the league. Every city would be like, hey, oh, be up, be up, that we're in, we're in, let's go. Literally, like there'd be a new there'd be expansion draft every year. Team in London. Like, Austin Matthews <laughs> forces a trade to Vegas or something. <laughs> He's like, yo, man, come on. Like they just got oh, here and you, you guys. Oh no, out gone. I didn't even mention the fact that like y'all need to make sure you find a way to keep Austin Matthews. But if I do that, that's all, that's a whole 30 minutes. Let's save, let's save that for, let's save that for a future episode. <laughs> let's save that because Omar is very pissed right now. Um, Omar, Avery, Sam, uh, thank you as always uh, for hopping on uh, zone time. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Subscribe to the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course on the Yahoo sports uh, NHL YouTube page, There's more heat where that came from. Uh, We'll talk to you all next week. (laughs) 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.